Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Smart Seven. Hey, I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Smart Seven. And all this week, we're looking back at the biggest stories from 2022. Today, we're looking at September and October. 2022 saw the death of one of the most well-known women in the world and a beloved monarch as we received the news on the 8th of September that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II had died. Normal programmes have been suspended because of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. A statement issued by Buckingham Palace... We have some very important news. Buckingham Palace has just announced that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has died. A few moments ago... Buckingham Palace announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So let's Palace take a moment to issued, reflect uh, on that news. New Prime Minister Liz Truss, who only met with the Queen on Tuesday morning as she was sworn in as PM, paid tribute to the long-serving monarch. Queen Elizabeth II was the rock on which modern Britain was built. Our country has grown and flourished under her reign. Britain is the great country it is today because of her. As the nation began an initial 10 days of mourning, flags were flown at half-mast and preparations were underway for a royal funeral. King Charles III was proclaimed monarch and head of the Commonwealth two days after his mother died in a historic ascension ceremony which was televised for the first time in history. He addressed the nation on Friday. In a little over a week's time, we will come together as a nation, as a Commonwealth and indeed a global community to lay my beloved mother to rest. In our sorrow, let us remember and draw strength from the light of her example. On behalf of all my family, I can only offer the most sincere and heartfelt thanks for your condolences and support. And to my darling Mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late Papa, I want simply to say this. Thank you. Crowds gathered in Edinburgh, Cardiff and Belfast to hear formal declarations to the devolved nations that Queen Elizabeth II had died and King Charles III had acceded to the throne. Speaking before the Ascension Council, the new king said his mother's death had been an irreparable loss and pledged to follow in her footsteps. In taking up these responsibilities, I shall strive to follow the inspiring example I have been set The summer saw a protracted internal battle amongst the Tories as Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak fought to replace Boris. Liz came out on top and that could only mean one thing. On the 7th of December, we watched Boris Johnson take to the podium one last time and sign off in his three years in number 10 Downing Street. Did he use his final speech to the nation as a chance to apologise and set the record straight? Did he mention levelling up? What about all those hospitals? Well, he did at least call on the Tory party to unite behind Liz Truss, but there was also an awful lot of waffle. Well, this is 
This is it, folks. Thank you, everybody, for coming out so early. Okay, now, so we can... Balmoral oh. to see Her Majesty okay. the Queen. And the torch will finally be passed to a of the Pacific. Like Cincinnatus, I am returning to my plough. And I will be offering this... Cincinnatus? Oh my ...future God. careers. Let me say that I am now like one of those booster rockets that has fulfilled... A booster, Thank you all very much. A booster Thank rocket? You. Oh, Goodbye. God. His speech received mixed reviews, to put it kindly, with former Director of Communications at Downing Street, Alistair Campbell, feeling particularly unimpressed. He arrived in that building as a, as a liar and a fantasist, and he's leaving it as a liar and a fantasist. I mean, the, the, the disconnect between the country that he was describing and the country that he has actually helped to preside over was enormous. The start of October marked a hell of a three weeks for new Prime Minister Liz Truss, from a royal funeral to a mini-budget that almost crashed the economy. Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng announced measures at the end of September to fuel growth, including cutting the top rate of tax and funding it all through borrowing. Despite opposition to his mini-budget, he was adamant that his proposed measures would aid the economy, as he explained to Laura Koonsberg in a Sunday night interview. What I'm focused on is uh, tax cuts uh, across the board, and that's why we brought forward... Uh, the 1p cut in the basic rate. Just two days later, however, things began to unravel as the pound continued to plunge and banks paused mortgage products because of concerns over interest rates. And by Wednesday afternoon, it was clear that the Bank of England's decision not to raise interest rates had caused a problem for pension funds and the whole economy was in real trouble. The International Monetary Fund also issued a warning and the bank had to launch an emergency bond-buying programme to stabilise markets. With serious pressure on, the Chancellor still refused to change or retract the mini-budget despite calls from Labour to recall Parliament. And with new polling from YouGov showing Labour opening up a 33-point lead over the Tories, things were looking grim for the new leadership. After all that, in a shocking U-turn, Kwasi Kwarteng announced that he was scrapping plans to scrap the 45% tax rate. His plan to ditch the controversial tax came less than 24 hours after the Prime Minister's BBC interview, who was accused of throwing Kwasi Kwarteng under a bus after this comment. Can I, can I ask you, Prime Minister, did you discuss scrapping the top rate with your whole cabinet? No. No, we didn't. It was a decision that... Um, the Chancellor made. By Tuesday of the same week, things seemed to be going from bad to worse for Liz Truss as she refused to commit to raising benefits in line with inflation, a promise made by her predecessor Boris Johnson. With growing unease amongst MPs in the Tory party at the Truss economic plans, Penny Morden became the first to break ranks when questioned over whether benefits should rise. I have always supported uh, keeping pace uh, with inflation. It's, uh, it makes sense uh, to do so. After a stormy few days for the new PM, Wednesday saw her first speech to the Tory party conference in Birmingham, where she vowed to get Britain through the tempest. I have three priorities for our economy. Growth, growth and growth. Truss insisted everyone will benefit from her economic policies, saying she'd had to make difficult but necessary choices. But the PM's speech didn't go totally to plan, as she was interrupted by Greenpeace protesters, one of whom told Sky News they needed to take a direct message to the Prime Minister. Who voted for this? Who voted for what Liz Truss and her cabinet are trying to roll out across the country? God, 
2022 had a real case of another week, another Prime Minister, didn't it? And in October, just 50 days after she took office, Liz Truss left Downing Street, making her the shortest-serving PM in British history and the only one we know of who was outlasted by lettuce. She made no apologies for her disastrous mini-budget in her farewell address, but wished her successor well, despite I predict a riot being played by protesters near the Downing Street gates. It has been a huge honour to be Prime Minister of this great country. Our country continues to battle through a storm. But I believe in Britain, and I know that brighter days lie ahead. Just hours later, Rishi Sunak moved in and warned of difficult decisions ahead in his first speech as Prime Minister. I want to pay tribute to my predecessor, Liz Truss. She was not wrong to want to improve growth in this country, but some mistakes were made. And I have been elected as leader of my party and your Prime Minister, in part, to fix them. There was a warm international welcome for Britain's fifth Prime Minister in just over six years and the third in seven weeks. Rishi Sunak's also the first Hindu PM to move into number 10. Ukraine's President Zelensky said he hoped the new Prime Minister will overcome all the challenges facing British society and the whole world today. And President Joe Biden hailed a groundbreaking win for Rishi Sunak, although I think he might have got the wrong bloke. Just today, we've got news that Rashi Sunak is now the Prime Minister. As my brother would say, go figure. Sunak quickly got to work picking his cabinet with various comings and goings. Luckily, not that comings. Jeremy Hunt continued as Chancellor and Grant Shapps became Business Secretary, replacing Jacob Rees-Mogg, who was the first to jump ship. I believe his behaviour towards Boris Johnson, his disloyalty, means that I could not possibly support him. And he wouldn't want me in his cabinet anyway. Kit Malthouse and Simon Clark quit, and Dominic Raab got his old jobs back as Deputy PM and Justice Secretary. Michael Gove, Oliver Dowden and Lord Helpers Gavin Williamson were all back in the Cabinet as well. The most controversial appointment turned out to be the reappointment of Suella Braverman as Home Secretary just six days after she was fired. It led to many headlines and a sharp focus on Leaky Sue. Labour's Shadow Work and Pension Secretary Jonathan Ashworth said Sunak was weak and had appointed the same old faces. I've just learned that Rishi Sunak has reappointed as Home Secretary Suella Braverman. She was forced to resign. She was sacked last week. And the fact that Rishi Sunak has brought her back tonight shows a monumental lack of judgment on behalf of Rishi Sunak. Still to come on this special edition of the Smart 7, September sees a tennis legend bow out and protests in Iran over the death of Marsa Amini continue in October. Right after this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. In October, protests were still continuing in Iran over the death of Marsa Amini in police custody. The 22-year-old was arrested by Iran's morality police in September for allegedly breaking headscarf rules and died shortly afterwards. A girls' school in the country brought a member of the Iranian Baziz resistance force to speak to students, but it was far from a warm welcome, as they took off their headscarves and demanded he get lost. 
Meanwhile, women have been filming themselves cutting their hair in support of Iranian women and girls who've been killed in the protests. And Swedish MEP Abir Al-Salani cut off a ponytail during an EU parliament speech citing the words that would fuel protests across the world. Until the women of Iran are free, we are going to stand with you. Jian, Jian, Azadi, women, life, freedom. During October, we saw the war in Ukraine continue as the battle intensified for control of southern Ukraine and the strategic city of Kherson. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin continued to suggest Ukraine was preparing a so-called dirty bomb, specifically in the areas around the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg had no patience for those rumours and said this misdirections an established Russian tactic. Russia now falsely claims... Ukraine is preparing to use a radiological dirty bomb. NATO analysts rejects this transparently false allegation. October also saw Russian President Vladimir Putin deny he'd conduct a nuclear attack on Ukraine, claiming any veiled threats of atomic warfare were prompted by Western leaders. Let's just say that the West, in recent years, and especially in recent months, has taken a number of steps to aggravate us. Well, in fact, they always play to exacerbate things. This is nothing new. They are inciting war in Ukraine. His claims that nuclear action's not on the table came less than 24 hours after he oversaw routine nuclear exercises thought to mimic a retaliatory strike. But the president's statement was echoed by the Russian ambassador to the UK, Andrei Kenlin. Russia is not going to use nukes, so it is out of the question. Looking to the future, former commander Sir Richard Barron said in October that the UK needs to begin planning for what happens once the war's over. We need to accept that Russia is going to lose this war with Ukraine. And then Russia will likely be very aggrieved, angry, bitter. After Serena Williams announced her retirement earlier in the year, September saw another tennis legend bow out of the game. One of the all-time greats, Roger Federer, announced he'd leave the sport after playing the Lava Cup in London. At 41, he's long recognised as a giant of the sport, winning 20 Grand Slam titles and becoming the first male player to win more than 14. But after over 1,500 matches, he says his body's just not up to the pace of the ATP Tour anymore. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt, and now I must recognise when it is time to end my competitive career. The Labour Cup next week in London will be my final ATP event. I will play more tennis in the future, of course, but just not in Grand Slams or on the Tour. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.